0: Not anymore. 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 Yes, I was a broken woman. Yes, Yes, I didn't love me. Yes, I decided to settle for what wasn't best for me. Yes, I was in a toxic relationship. Guess what? Not Not anymore. anymore. I have grown from the broken pieces. I have learned to love me me when no one else loved me. I have learned that I will never settle for in my life or my peaceful atmosphere. I have learned the difference between love, lust of a good relationship. Yes, I wasn't perfect, but I learned to work on my mind, my body, and my soul connections. Yes, I have allowed the wrong spiritual around me. Now, I've learned about the not allowing the negative energy around me. Yes, I've been down the road of destruction. Now I've learned how to not move by emotion, but by the spirit of my faith and purpose. Not anymore, my fears will not keep me from being a better version of me. Not anymore, my toxicness will stop me from loving myself or trusting others in my peaceful place. Not anymore, my lack of post-trauma is going to stop me from my future growth. Yes, not anymore. I know I'm powerful. I know I'm overcoming. I know I'm a positive, I know I'm loved, and yes, not anymore, I'm dope, dedicated to other people, empowerment, I love my dopeness, and so should you. Hello, hello, everyone. i like to thank you all for tuning in to the Power of Your Voice podcast. I am your host, Sheena Godine, and I would like to welcome you to my episode with the co-authors from my (laughs) A Letter to My Daughter. And it's actually, what is it? Sorry, today is just not my day. A Mother's Prayer, A Letter to My Daughter. See, words just want to be mind-boggling and everything. But these are my co-authors because I am also in the book. And we are here to tell you about this awesome book that is out. Y'all can grab your copy and just enjoy the amazing stories, letters, information that could actually change your life and conversation sometimes. You just never know how it might touch you. So welcome. Welcome, ladies. How are we doing
1: today? We are great. Thank you. That is great.
0: (laughs) Doing amazing. Yay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Can I have each of you introduce yourself? And I am going to start
2: with Dr. Don. Can you introduce yourself to everyone and tell them who you are? I'm Dr. Don Minge. I teach, to teach students with severe cognitive delays by day. I'm a professor at night and I write an educational children's series. I can't talk either. <laughs> um, that has won 70 awards, over 70 international awards. And um, I've been in a couple anthologies. And this one really caught my eye when it was announced. Um, I have three beautiful daughters. And I really wanted to play, pay tribute to them and really express how proud I am of them and how thankful I am to have them in my life. So this is what I did. And I'm hoping to have the books by this weekend to give it to them.
0: Nice, nice. I love it. I love
3: it. Celeste? Sure. My name is Celeste Payne. I am an artist and I am, of course, an author because I'm part of the book anthology and I'm an educator. And what I do is help people who might be dealing with problems or stress, like alleviate that stress and use the arts as like a highway to life transformation. So I host paint parties, I do creative activities that kind of help people, um, you know, get through some rough patches in life or just relax and
0: uh, de-stress. I love it, I love it. Michelle?
4: Good evening everyone. My name is Michelle Anderson Benjamin and I am, this is my first time writing in a book. So, this is a great thing, a great experience. I am a mom of two. I'm a healthcare administrator. I um, am a certified mental health coach and advocate, a certified grief coach, and also a cancer advocate. And I am a two time breast cancer survivor.
0: Amen. And Cheryl, can you introduce yourself to the world?
1: Yes, I am Cheryl Sanford. I am the owner of Happy Literary Works, a ghostwriting firm. Um, This is my second book, and my third one comes out in November. Um, I also work for Hope Bible Institute, um, where I am an active member, uh, armor bearer, uh, intercessory prayer minister, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, I wear a lot of hats, <laughs> but, uh, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this book, um, for my daughter. Um, I have one daughter, um, and she means everything to me. I had to, um, give custody of my children to my mother, um, when they were very young, um, because mm. I had liver cancer and I was trying to, um, survive that. And, I. You know, according to scientists, I was supposed to be dead. So this gave me an opportunity to explain to them why I chose to give my mom custody.
0: Mm, that's deep. I commend you and I am proud that you are still here because then I wouldn't have never got to meet you. So it's amazing to have you Amen. here and have all you ladies here. So my question to you, did y'all all all knew that y'all was gonna be authors or did this just kind of happen? Cause you know, I knew I was, I I knew eventually it was gonna happen for me. I've been writing since I was 12. I love writing. And eventually I knew I was gonna make a book. So my question is, did you always know you was gonna be a writer? And I will start with Celeste.
3: So I had gone back to see when I actually did my first book. And when I was in college, um, I was doing a service project with a group of ladies and I actually made a coloring book. This was back in, I won't say what year, but (laughs) it was back when I was in college. And so um, I guess since, um, you know, my late college years, I I guess knew I was going to be an author, but it didn't really, dawned on me until I was probably in my 30s actually 40s when I wrote my first book
0: okay all right michelle
4: um I've always wrote i write poetry I've been writing poetry since I was a child um but I was just they're just always poetry poems that um I usually in case like a well, death in family or celebration would you know, share them with everyone. Um, but, um, this was actually a healing process for me. Um, the last two years I've been battling breast cancer, um, and I have a 15 year old son and a five year old daughter. Um, and this was an opportunity for me to write a letter to my daughter, um, because of my diagnosis, she now has to have mammograms at 25 and being, you know, diagnosed with cancer at a young age at 36. I'm without any history of breast cancer. um, And I'm triple negative. I have triple negative breast cancer. Um, Of course, I thought about dying. So I wanted to, I used this opportunity to write something to her that she will always have in case I'm not physically there to be with her for her first mammogram. And it was a, a opportunity for me to release you know the the anger that i felt um because at the end of the day although this wasn't you know i didn't bring this on myself you know as a mom feeling like i'm passing on something to my child that now she has to be you know educated on and she has to be an advocate for and then not knowing how long i'll be around to support her you know during during that process but also wanting her to be fearless wanting her to be an advocate for herself because Due my diagnosis, I started an organization called the Fearless Warrior Project because I'm a firm believer that I am my children's mentor. Um, how they how they navigate life is how I react to things. And throughout my journey, I've shown them strength. I've shown them resilience, but I've also shown them it's okay to have breakdowns. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to, you know, to 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 not be strong one day. So I use um, this this book came at the right time for me because it allowed me to write an intimate letter to her, dated for her 25th birthday. And I was able to write it in the language that I speak with her and how we do things. You know, we are we love music. So, you know, preparing her mentally, you know, making sure that she comes in with Armored ready, you know, ready to, to conquer the world and not being afraid and with her head up high. And um, although I show of resilience and strength on the outside as a parent and going through this, it's been very scary. Um, And I don't really share that with my kids because I feel that, you know, sometimes, you know, they look at their parents for strength. Um, But this journey has taught me that, you know, sometimes your kids are much stronger than you think. Um, And, you know, they pour into me just like I pour into them. And these are life lessons that they will grow up into to be successful adults for. To know that, one, you know, it's okay to go through obstacles. That doesn't stop you, stop your, your success. You know, we're all here for a purpose. We're all here for an assignment. And no matter what barriers you come across, that doesn't change how you you accomplishing that goal. So by them seeing me fight through it and now being on the other end, and you know, cancer-free, they see that they can conquer anything. So this book was actually a healing for me and a great opportunity. And I thank Nadia for that.
0: Amen. Amen. Man. Dr. Don.
2: Amen. Uh, no, I didn't. I started out. I would write some articles about, again, you know, my students in the newspaper and things. And then it was an assignment of my credentialing class to write a math book. So I actually included my students. And we got a grant from a college and we toured around like a little skit. And then I decided to publish it. And I was only publishing the one. I named it after my grandmother, put all the children in our family in it. So thinking they wouldn't complain and they wouldn't even like notice. And I started winning awards and getting interviews. And it kind of went from there. And I have, I think I have my 14th children's book out now. I've been in three anthologies. Mm -hmm. one in Ireland um, about the pandemic, and so I'm just kind of expanding. Um, I now do I judge literacy contests. I'm on a board of a Hindi's Libraries, which is a nonprofit literacy group. I, um, I'm in some other committees uh, for literacy. And so it's kind of turning into something a lot bigger than I ever thought that it would be. <laughs> so, you know, and so you just never know. Now I'm an internationally best-selling author, right? So... Yes. you know, <laughs> right, you know, so
0: I love it, and actually, the um board that you said on the Hindu library, I think I actually put in for my book to be. Uh, promoted to that library online, if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> so I,
0: I think so. And I think it was actually a few months ago. They, yeah. I, well, I think what it was, they were just promoting to spotlight authors. Okay. And I had got highlighted in their uh, in their um, thing with my other book. So because when you said I was like, that library sounds familiar. So I'm thinking yeah. that's the same one because they weren't online.
2: Yeah, they're getting really big. They also have a literacy contest for children's women's writers for children's mm. books and it's still open till november so um and Ooh. i'm a judge for that i won't tell you about judge your Book. But, but um there's uh there's judges from scholastic and all sorts of stuff so yeah i i think it's like 50 yeah, i might have to go sure, but look them up is yeah. there any
0: in- I'll say, look it up. Or can you send me that entry? Sorry, all in the midst of the podcast, but I like network too. <laughs> <laughs> can you send me that entry that yeah. I can yeah. enter yeah. in my inbox, please? Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, Cheryl, can you tell us, did you always think you were going to be a writer?
1: I never thought that I would be a uh... Author of a book, but I love to write. Um, English and reading were like really big with me. My grandmother encouraged me to read. We used to sit around and read Agatha Christie novels all the time. And um, from there, from from there, I would um, write poems, and then I start writing music. Music was my first love, so writing music was really big for me. Um And, you know, writing lyrics to songs was kind of, you know, it was, it, it was challenging for me all the time because I played music mostly and mm-hmm. musical notes were more easy to write than actual words <laughs> on paper. So um, I started there and it took me 15 years to write my first book and it's titled Tricks of the Mind versus Matters of the Heart, Learning to mm-hmm. Trust. And it was basically me writing out a journal of everything that I was going through in my life. And I kind of hit a part where I didn't want to live anymore. And Mm. I started writing that out and we published it. um, And I was very, very shocked that it did as well as it did because I wasn't known by anyone. So when this book came around, I jumped at the opportunity and now I'm writing my second book as well as um, writing for some authors, um, you know, doing their books for them as well. So I ghostwrite and, you know, things like that. So it, it's rewarding to me to be able to write because I can get a lot out. So I know how people feel when they're trying to get something out and they really can't and or don't know how to. It gives me the opportunity to, to help them with that. And that, too, is rewarding.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations. Even though it took you 15 years, you got there and you did it. So the first step is is doing it. So pat yourself on the back. All of y'all are totally amazing. And of course, we also give ourselves a big applause that we did make bestseller and international bestseller. So, you know, we did that. We did. And we're going to continue to keep spreading the word. So Tell me what made you join this project for a mother's prayer, a letter to your daughter, or to our daughters. And I will start with Dr. Don.
2: <laughs> um, well, I've done a few things um, with the Power Conversations, and I just saw it, and it just really hit me. I was, it was a good moment where I really wanted to express to my girls um, how proud I am of them and how hard I know that they're working. And, you know, it's the world's tough and they're they're tough and they're working really hard. They're keeping their families together and they're keeping our family together Um, over the pandemic. They planned camping trips for everyone. And, you know, they my children are very connected, which is kind of highly unusual uh, here these days. But, you know, and they all work together and. I just really wanted to express how proud I am of all of them. And this was like the perfect opportunity to do that. And so I did.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And yeah, it is because a lot of siblings, they do not get along or do they speak. Yeah. So yeah. yeah right. That's, that's amazing. That is very amazing, especially if they're all working together and still speaking and you know, doing things and keeping that family unit. So I'm yeah. proud of them too.
2: Yeah, I went from being the person that gave all the family dinners and everything to it somehow get handed over to my children and I'm never going to get it back. <laughs> you know, they just took it all over and they plan camping trips every month and all sorts of stuff. And I just say, well, where am I supposed to be? You know, yeah. and, then I, and then I write the books that I write. My children's books are based on our um, our trips and our adventures like this nice. is one of them. We go camping in Halama Beach. And the kids set it all up now and it's just a lot of fun. And so they're in all my books and so-
0: I love it. I
1: love it. Great. Cheryl. Yeah, wow. Um, I wanted to apologize, I guess, to my daughter um, when I decided to to join this project, it was an opportunity to get out a lot of the unanswered questions that she had and Mm -hmm. also to let her know biblically um, who she is, you know, in the eyes of God and let her know her royal status in the kingdom um, that we are all heirs and we are kings and queens in this kingdom. And it's up to us, to make the difference. And, um, I, you know, by me being 56 years old, I'm like, Mm. I'm just finding a lot of this out. So I know my mother could not have told me, my grandmother could not have told my mother because they didn't know. And if you know what they heard back then, they weren't explaining it the way it really is. So, that gave me that opportunity to let my daughter know you are royalty, you have royal DNA in your blood. You you come from the, from the King of Kings and there is nothing in this world that you cannot do, period. Don't, you know, not. And I apologize that I didn't know earlier because I would have taught you this a whole lot earlier. I would have been a better mom had I known. Um, and because of what I didn't know, I couldn't, it it was nothing I can do. She didn't come with an instruction manual and I was a teen mom. So, you know, I didn't know nothing. I I was, things were just happening. (laughs) So it just gave me that opportunity to just open up and also give her the spiritual connection to me where I am today.
0: I love it. I love it. Celeste.
3: For me, I'm probably one of the anonymous of the book. I don't have a daughter. <laughs> I have a son, but um, I joined because I wanted the opportunity to write a letter to my mother that passed away when I was 12. And um, so it was an opportunity for me to write and I guess, um, you know, publish what i wanted to say to her even though as a you know as a, a well-seasoned woman <laughs> say to her that i couldn't say at 12 when she when i lost her and i got to like it was a way for me to really like gain some forgiveness and uh move on with my life So that's why i
0: joined kudos kudos michelle
1: yes
4: so, um, like I said before, I joined this um, group um, and this project simply because, you know, I saw, I had, um, did some, I was featured in the Mental Health um, Magazine, and then I saw the posting about, you know, joining the joining the book and the, the meaning behind the anthology, and it, like, really, I had to really sit down and say, you sure you want to do this? You sure you're ready to say this out loud? Um, because it, like I said, these things have been weighing on me for some, for over two years. And, um, I, you know, prayed on it, meditated on it, and then just really say, you know what, this will be a work of art that will forever be physically something your daughter can look at. And even if you're not here, um, you know, to have, to walk her through, she has something from you from your own words, from your own mouth, about this experience. And the amazing thing is that, um, you know, I tell people all the time, you don't know who's watching you. Um, So I had an appointment with my oncologist last week, and he walked in the room, and the first thing he goes, tell me about your book. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, I said... (laughs) He said, yeah, tell me about your books." So I explained to him why I wrote, you know, what my chapter was about. Hold on one mommy's gonna call me. Oh. So, um, <laughs> say hi, come say hi, everyone. This is my wonderful daughter, awesome. Hey, princess.
2: Hey, hey princess.
1: Um, so,
4: um, once I explained to him the chapter and why I wrote the chapter, first thing he goes, You're gonna be around, just be there with her. You, what are you worried about? But he he just that's, you right. Know, that's right. he he he. Me and him have a really good relationship. But what one thing that really stuck out to me is that he said, "You know what? I want to just commend you. Um, you were hit with something unexpected, and you went through aggressive chemotherapy. Um, I, as you can see, the pitch in the back, I lost my hair. I had locks. My own hair was locked down my back." Um, 36 years old, had both had to have both my breasts removed um and reconstructed, went through eight surgeries, um, took did the most aggressive chemotherapy that they have. Um, and he goes, and you did it with Grace and style. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, <laughs> although you might have been cursing me out, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, every time you came in here, you was in here jamming the music. I would play Anita Baker all the time. You know, I would go to my chemotherapy appointments like I was going to the, you know, I would have on my workout clothes and my headphones and my zone. But, you know, just he goes, you know, a lot of a lot of women that he goes, a lot of women that I see need you. They need you. They need you and your presence and your message to show them that regardless of this this circumstance, they still have life. They're still a person. And, you know. This was an opportunity for me to heal from myself, you know. But like I like I tell people all the time, you know, one of the most scariest things, and the reason why I, I advocate and I go so hard unapologetically, um, is the reality of that. This is now part of my daughter's story, you know. I hope and pray she never has to go through the experience. But having a mammogram every year is 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 cringing, you know. It's scary. Having to have tests every year is something that she has to mentally prepare herself for. And I want to make sure that she is fully prepared and ready. Um, although she's only five now, you know, time goes like that. Right. So this was an opportunity for me to let that out. Mommy.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so a lot of times you know when we write and there's chapters that we tend to shed and you know take layers off name one thing you learned about yourself while you wrote this chapter to your daughter and to your mother and i'm going to start with cheryl
1: it was my love for my family was far greater than I ever thought. Um, You always say you love your family, you want what's best for them, especially when you're dealing with your own children. And I wanted so much more for my kids than what I was able to do. And it, you know, being, and I understand what Michelle was saying because um, when you're faced with death and you don't know when or what time, you're angry. You're, you're confused. You're wondering why I was 27 years old when I was diagnosed Mm -hmm. and I could not fathom. I had two young kids and I was like, I know God is not that evil that he would take me away from my kids when they're so young. And this cannot be for me, you know? And like, um, my, my, my oncologist told me, he said, look, I'm a scientist and I have to tell you what science say. I'm not God. So from this day forward, I need you to concentrate and focus on God. That will get you through. And that meant the world to me that, I mean, I I could not thank her enough for saying those words to me because that made me really fight. And then while writing this, I'm like, Lord, I'm so grateful To be able to write this and let my daughter really know because we never sat down and had the conversation. Mom, why did you, you know, give granny custody of us? You know, why did you do that? And why were you in the hospital so much? You know, so I had the opportunity to explain a lot.
0: Awesome and I hope they take it all and cherish it because sometimes people don't get that conversation. So I definitely commend you yeah. for for having the strength to even write it. Celeste. Yeah.
3: So one thing that I learned about myself was that I'm a little a lot stronger than I thought I was. And so <laughs> look back over just um, like just writing the chapter, what I've gone through and, you know, how I live my, you know, I had to go through a lot of things without my mom, but I learned that I was a lot stronger and resourceful because I did, I was able to seek out other women to um, help me through the process. And, um, And I believe God placed certain women along the pathway uh, for example this this year i um noticed I realized um I have a friend who is the exact same age as my mom and she refers to me as her daughter but I didn't realize until she told me when her birthday was that oh my goodness like God really sent like another mom in my life someone who was uh, taking on so i I just um I guess strength uh, and resilience and resourcefulness and just being able to, uh, you know, receive help. You know, when you're strong or one of those strong people, you don't necessarily want to. So that's what I think I um, discovered about myself. It's just that I was stronger than I thought. That I um, am resourceful, more resourceful than I thought, and that um, I'm, I wasn't alone, even though
0: I felt like I was. Awesome, awesome. Keep that strength and resilience and all that up and continue to keep your head held high. Michelle.
2: Um,
4: what I learned um, is that I want to expand on my chapter. Um, this is an opportunity, and just me writing, getting, and releasing my own thoughts. Um, this can also lead to an opening to allow other cancer survivors to write and to express their emotion of how they feel. Um, so, um, I've like I've purchased, I have my physical copy here, um, oh. but I've been, you know, speaking on different platforms of um, advocacy. And speaking about the book and about my chapter and the importance of just education and, you know, resources and advocacy, especially in communities of color um, and the fact that, you know, unfortunately, communities of colors are the highest rate in every you know illness that are dying. So that that important and bringing those things to light. Um, And this book is part of that conversation, because at the end of the day, this coming from a real person, (laughs) with a real experience that went through a real journey and have, and being a mother and being and showing that emotional, making things more realistic. You know, people can tell a story, but when it's personal and you can speak from your personal experience, it makes a difference. So this book has given me the opportunity to basically open eye, open doors and have seat at seats at tables that normally wouldn't probably be available for me or I would get pushback. Um, and it's also, you know, showing people that this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I've dealt with. You know, and I know that there's other people out there, regardless of what ethnic background that are dealing with it. You know, it's not just cancer. It can be mental illness. It can be trauma. Like, we as women, we take in a lot. We absorb a lot. And our strength is, you know, a lot of women, their strength is trying to be the pillar of everything. And, you know, we are the hardest critics on ourselves, you know, because we want to be a certain image. We we feel like we have to be a certain image. We have to be a certain way. And it's okay to be, we have to understand, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's Mm -hmm. okay to say, you know, I I, I failed at some things. It's okay to say I'm weak at some things. But this is how I recovered from it. This is how I corrected it. You know, even if you had a bad experience with your mom or you had a bad experience with your daughter, you're doing the resolutions to fix it. You're not just internalizing that pain. You're actually doing the work to fix it. And that's the most important thing with just mental health in general, is that.
2: So this book was that opportunity for me.
0: I love it. Dr. Don
2: um i joined late so i didn't have very long to write it but in the middle of this we had a wildfire and i had um evacuated and so i just wasn't in the mindset to write it and so at the last minute i just said okay i went to work and i'm like okay i have to write this and i wrote it all out and turned it in it was like the day before it was due and I wasn't even sure what I wrote, you know. And so I actually had my mom um, read it to make sure that it was okay. And it actually was really nice. It was exactly, it was, it just came straight from my heart. And I didn't really have to think about what I wanted to say. You know, I just, I just said it and turned it in. And I actually just had my son read it because I'm going to give a copy to my daughter-in-law. And he, his response was, Wow. <laughs> So I guess it turned out pretty good, but so you never know when you're writing something you, you know you don't really have to sit down and outline it and do that. Sometimes just pouring your heart out and saying what you want to say the first time is exactly what you want.
0: Don was speaking her truth, but you know, <laughs> you know, the middle, from the heart. Right? In the middle of the flames. <laughs> in the middle of the flames. So my question to you is what do you feel that you want people to get from this book? A mother's prayer, a letter to their daughter, men, women, child, whoever may read it. What do you feel that you think you want them to receive from this book? And I will start with
2: Michelle.
4: Um, what I just want people to see from this book is just that we are all human. Um, you know, no matter what our story entails we are all human and um, we have emotions, we go through things you know, we've been through some things, um, overcame some things, broke down from some things
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: but we are human (laughs) (laughs) we are human and we are being our authentic self so that's Mm -hmm. what I want people to take away from it never be ashamed to be who you are
0: I love it. Cheryl.
1: Um, put, uh, ditto the same thing with, with that Michelle, I would love for people to just read this book with an open heart, you know, and then be able to search themselves. And if they t- feel led in any way by the spirit to, to write, you know, by all means, definitely get a pencil and paper. You know, it, I right now I could think of so many things that I want to say to my grandmother, who I lost on last year that raised me. Um, I would want to tell my gran- I want to tell her so much, you know, even how by my grandmother making me read. It's like I want to be able to say, Mom, I wish you could read my book. You know, she she had passed away before my book came out. So I didn't have a chance to share that with her. So, you know, it's all in just sharing where you are in in your journey and allowing others to come in to be, you know, we're being totally transparent in this book about our feelings towards our children or mother. And, you know, like Celeste was saying how she did for her mom, you know, I commend her. And I want others to, that read her story or my story or Michelle's story or just to, to see, you know, give them that nudge to say, you know what, maybe I need to write a letter to somebody, you know, and don't, you know, really feel worried about what anybody would say about it. This is my way of getting what I feel out. You know, that way we we're not stuffing anything. That's, those are stuffed emotions. And, you know we should be able to verbalize that however we want, so this was a great opportunity, and I am so proud of the visionary behind this book. I mean, Nadia did a fantastic job. all of y'all did. I've read it, and like her, I've cried, and you know I, it's like I'm y'all all part of my family. I have thirty sisters.
0: <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Don, Doctor Dawn, Dr. Dawn um, I'm sorry.
2: That, that's fine. You know, when I wrote in an anthology once, it was how I can't got over something, something like that, and I couldn't figure out what to write. And I read someone else's story, mm-hmm. and I actually asked her to be part of the anthology, and then it prompted me to write my own my own um, chapter. And it's kind of like what she was just saying is sometimes we forget that everyone has gone through something most likely. I and mean, how do you get through life without having that? And it's hard to express it. It's hard to open yourself up to the world and say, here's my pain. Here's my experiences. Um, learn from it, um, get through it. Um, it's okay. You know, we all have, we all have stuff. <laughs> right. and so right. I hope, I hope that people get a lot from the book, not just the women, but husbands, sons, you know, yeah. brothers, um, cause it's about, a lot of it's about family and strength and staying together and working, working together to overcome. And so I hope, I hope it helps other people.
0: Absolutely. Celeste.
3: What I hope that people take away from reading the book is that it's never too late to forgive and it's never too late to heal. And um,
1: Amen.
3: some of the stories that the chapters in the book, a lot of them deal with, um, you know, a reconciliation and bringing people back together. Um, but in my case, um, you know, there was no, uh, not a human I could reconcile with. I really was reconciling my own emotions and my own feelings and letting go of some baggage and one of the things that I shared was like I went through a process of being. My mother had me when she was nineteen. Being nineteen and saying, "Oh my goodness, I wouldn't can't. I can't take care of myself, let alone take. You know, would have been able to take." Care. <laughs> so um, just just learning to forgive because sometimes I think. As as a child myself, like I put certain expectations on my mom without really knowing what she was going through. So there was that empathy as well. as I hope that um, people would leave, you know, with forgiveness and grace and give their moms grace for doing the best they could and doing what they
0: knew how to do. I love it. I yeah. love like it. So, ladies, it is coming to the end of the show. It was an honor having y'all here. It was an honor being able to bless the people that's listening now and later. So can y'all please tell people how to find y'all, connect with you, and be able to order the book? And I will start with Celeste.
3: Hey, um, you can reach me at my website, and that'll connect you to everything else that I have going on um, on social media and stuff. That is www.celestempower.com.
2: Dr. Don, um, I'm, We're building our website, so it's queenvernita.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Don Menge, one um, Instagram, Don Menge, and Twitter, Queen Vernita. My um, publisher is Rushmore Press, and uh, the, you can find the book under my name on Amazon. Nice. And Michelle? Um,
4: My website will be launched um, by next week. It's the Fearless Warrior Project LLC, but I could be found on Facebook and Instagram under the Fearless Warrior Project LLC. Um, And also my legal name, Michelle Anderson Benjamin. Um, The book link is on all my social media platforms. And if you can email me directly at info at
0: com. And last but not least, Cheryl.
1: Okay, you can reach me on social media websites under Cheryl Williams Sanford, also at my website at Blue Gym Talent E-N-T-L-L-C.com and HappyLiteraryWorks.com.
0: Thank you. Thank you, ladies. It's been a pleasure spending time with you all today. It's been a thank pleasure you. enjoying and hearing all your parts. I'm definitely going to continue to read the book. I've been in and out of it but I'm telling y'all go get the book and there's no reason y'all shouldn't have a copy it, 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 listen you need the book even if you don't have a daughter you could still use the book because you're a daughter to someone so god bless y'all and I thank y'all for tuning in to power in your voice I am your host she better known as the lady behind the mask and I will see y'all again on Tuesday thank you good night everybody
1: thank you for having me
3: Introducing to some and reintroducing to others, speaker, entrepreneur, motivational coach, and author, Sheena Gadine. If you wish to contact her, you can contact her via email at sgodine 16 at gmail.com. Or you can visit her website, www.theladybehindthemask.com.